Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Lotus Eaters. I'm joined by Carl and Harry. Hello. And today we'll be talking about Britain's Most Wanted, Why Can't the Police Find This Guy, and uh, You Won't Find Justice Here. A very police-heavy segment, I suppose. Today. What day is that, Callum? It is a day. <laughs> <laughs> but I have announcements to make on the day of today. <laughs> oh, it's you may as well. Day. <laughs> the day to day. Turning fact into doubt. No. <laughs> So uh, we have an announcement to make, which is uh, here. I suppose we'll get it on screen. The Common Sense Crusade, which will be Cowan Robinson's show with the Lotus Eaters, will be going out uh, 3 p.m. Thursday, I believe. So my understanding is that will be live. So if you'd like to come and join, you, you go to the website, sign up, and uh, you get 50% off gold tier if you use the code CRUSADE. So you come and join, I suppose. Mm. Don't know what more to say. Anyway, let's get into the news, I suppose. With, um, very bad news. This isn't going to be a fun one, is it? No, especially when we get to my segment. It'll be informative. There we are. Stick yeah. around. We've got to put now. Heidi <laughs> ho. Let's go. Want to hate your country? Stay, stay with us. <laughs> because this is really going to piss you I off. I mean, that's the mission statement of this uh, podcast, isn't not, it? Not on purpose. It's just... Go on. All right. Go on. Britain's most wanted, boys. Turns out we've now got the full list. Uh, at least those who have uh, done such heinous acts that would make them the most wanted. And um, they're all foreigners, it seems. Wow. They're weird. Who could have imagined? Pack the city full of foreigners, and most of the crime is done by foreigners. Ooh. But it's a specific kind of foreigner. Those who say they are fleeing danger, and persecution, and circumstances. Retribution, perhaps? <laughs> is that what they're fleeing? Yes. Justice. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, justice. Yeah, no, no. no, no. Uh, when we get to my segment, you see, it is they're fleeing justice. So this is the news. This is the big story, which, as you can see here, uh, the news broke in which uh, people started posting footage from uh, an event, an incident, in Clapham. Nine people injured in an apparent acid attack, including a mother and two children. Hmm, okay. Can I do a Snopes fact check on this? Uh, actually, it was an alkaline attack, not an acid attack. <laughs> Sorry. Well, as, as we'll, speak, <laughs> we'll, we'll speak in mine, but it was actually, uh, in my segment, it was actually 12 now is confirmed oh, really? to have hurt. So it's actually worse than just nine. But that was the story. Not that, not that just Mega nine is Snopes bad. Mega anyway. fact check on this one. Thanks, boys. I'm always glad to be flanked by Snopes. But there we are. We have more, which came out. So the police the next day were like, there's, um, there's been a thing. There's been one of them crimes that we, we sometimes talk We've about. heard so much about. <laughs> and, you know those um, things we don't solve or yeah. deal with? Uh, we're launching an investigation. Now, public, can you help us? Call the police. <laughs> what I love about this is the police are acting like, why are you coming to us? <laughs> <laughs> what have we got to do with this? We don't know what we're doing. If you know what my job is, please call 999 and tell us. Which was a bit well, you weird. Ring, you ring up, shouldn't you be solving this? Excellent idea. We'll take it into consideration. I'll add it to the pile. Let's crowdsource it, shall we? You might notice there was no description of a suspect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a manhunt is underway to trace a suspect after ah, a corrosive... A suspect. Yeah, they, they've got the Snopes. Clapham Snope. man, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, some some clapping man through a corrosive substance at people in Lambeth. No, 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 no. We don't know it's a man. We just know it's a suspect. Ah, suspect. Oh, yeah. Could be a woman, could be a God. child, could Clap be a dog. thing. Just a suspect. We're going to put the dog on trial, just like in France. But eventually, uh, people notice that usually acid attacks are not done by like cats or dogs. Uh, they're done by certain types of humans. And um, the police it didn't tell us. It might have been a bully XL, you don't know. Yeah, the police didn't tell us who it was. So everyone was sat there going... Well, I mean, what do you do? You just wait. Just like, Come on, say it. Well, to you be fair. Say it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, we, we're sitting at the sidelines going, yeah, go on. Yeah, but we've got an immigrant, well, wasn't the, it? The lack of description is the description. Right, okay, Brown Man did it. Right, got it. Well, here's the, here's the source. Oh, there you are. 
We've now released the picture. I know he looks like a lost Gallagher to me. They're naming the man involved. He was Abdul Sukur Azidi. Oh, yeah. And you should call 999 and not approach him. Now, I don't know if you boys noticed, but this was a bit of a weird thing to do. They uploaded a picture here. That's clearly a passport photo mm. as well. So, oh, yeah, that's, that's not... It could be you... a mugshot, I suppose. Mm. Maybe, maybe. Could be, yeah. Because uh... Average criminal immigrant. But I wanted to drop off real quick yeah. and get to Newsnight, because whilst this was all breaking and the news was coming out, Newsnight did this segment. And as you can see, yeah. the, on the panels on the background, they're actually talking about this acid attack. And of course, their focus was on misogyny and microaggressions being the cause of Abdul Nassim Haq Mahinnan mm. throwing acid in a mother and children's face. What happened is he got side-eyed too many times by the evil whites. Well, if we'd intervened and told him, no, did you, did you watch this? I'll play it if you want. No, no, no. You don't have to play it. You don't play I watched the entire thing. I watched the entire news. Network. It's incredible. These three bourgeois women sit around and go, yeah, well, microaggressions definitely had a direct through line to this acid attack. Where it's like, right, I don't think that's the case. But then, literally, that's half of the program. And they go, so these immigrant, these refugees from Afghanistan, we need to get them into the country as soon as we can. That's literally the second half of the entire thing. We need thing. more of this. And it's just like, what is... I, I, yeah. This is um, Caroline Nooks, who refuses to tell you what a woman is. Another woman who doesn't know what a woman is. And then a third middle-class bourgeois woman who doesn't know what a woman is. And uh, you'll notice the response. There's a lot of, like, our guys. And then it's a lot of um, Posey Parker's gals. Yeah. <laughs> We're just, yeah. Well... You don't know what women are. Close the borders until we know. The, the fact that it literally goes to how can we get more Afghan refugees in the country directly afterwards is just exactly what I'd expect from clown world. And well, the, that's, that's what they want. They said chaos on the streets. System's working as it should be. Yeah. Let's get more in. Pack them in, boys. So the, uh, the, the apparatus um, is doing its usual thing of being clowns in a time yeah. of panic. And um, then the police decided, um, we can't do the job. Um, bounty hunters. <laughs> Are you available? <laughs> Dog the bounty hunter is on this one. Where's Mr. Marston? A reward, a reward of 20,000 British pounds or good boy points is being offered for Abdul Aziz. No, up, up to. So you don't know. They might just yeah. hand you a fiver. Here's one good boy point. You can redeem that at your local Tesco's. For to be fair, card points. Privatizing law enforcement to the tune of 20,000 pounds per criminal court. Yeehaw. Yeah, I'm just saying, you could turn that into a profitable endeavor. Yeah, I mean, this is stupid, because it used to be the case that the Metropolitan Police would like go and arrest people. Yeah, go and get them for you, and you pay them 20 grand in taxes. But now they'll pay you 20 grand to do their job, which, I mean, is better. Yeah. You are quite right. So you can see here, they released a second photo. I don't know what's going on with either. Yeah, he looks like that's, he's, that's... he's in a car accident, something like that. Well, what probably happened, uh, which we'll get into on my segment, is he probably accidentally threw acid in his own face. Uh, I, I have suspicions this man might be Harry, operating... It was al- an alkaline substance. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But I have a sneaking uh, suspicion this man might be working in conjunction with the Looney Tunes Acme Corporation. He is so bungling. Yes, he is definitely being instructed by Wiley Coyote. Yeah, and yet somehow has still managed to evade police capture. That's how terrible this this country is. We're doctors, lawyers, and engineers, no chemists. I don't know why you're expecting better. Mm. It's typically got 1.9 million views, which for a British police post about a single suspect, it's quite a lot. It's not not usual. You can see they go on in here, and most people are just like, could you not just do your job? And then there's obviously the question of, well, this has been offered for, what, day and a half? Not a single person who knows where he is for a day and a half now has thought, I could do with 20 grand. Yep. Well, because there are definitely people who know where he is because he's got to have been somewhere. They've instead gone with, 
is a good friend. He's worth more than me than 20 grand. <clears throat> He's a good Christian. Yes, he is. So here's the details on the suspect here in, in question. Go on, then. So, Clapham chemical attack suspect, a good Muslim, despite claiming to convert to Christianity. So, friends of pizza takeaway chef, this is the suspect, he was a good worker, who claimed that he had changed religion. Wait, 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 how? Are you saying he's not a doctor or a lawyer? No, he's a, it turns out um, pizza is from Afghanistan. Right. Actually, I've, yeah, I've, I've been there and I know they've invented it. Or is it that he's just got a PhD in applied physics and can't find enough work because there are so many doctors and lawyers? No, we wouldn't know the recipe for pizza <laughs> if it wasn't for Abdul. Now, Abdul, <laughs> I can't make that any more clear. Listen, we need to calculate the GDP ratio that an <laughs> influx of pizza takeaway chefs will add to the country. How many pizzas do you make every week? How many acids? Uh, and what benefits do you take? Yeah. Um, so they say the pizza takeaway chef in question, Mr. Abdul, he claimed he changed religion to get an asylum application accepted. Although he also said he was planning to return to Afghanistan to find his wife. Oh, right. So he's claiming asylum even though he's going home to find a good woman. Many such cases. It's not that he has a wife in Afghanistan. He wants a good woman, and he can't find one here. So he's going home to get one. I just find this, like, this is like a very Malay thing, isn't it? It's like, why are so many of our benefits claimants taking holidays to various countries? The ones they say they're fleeing. Yeah. So uh, he told the shopkeeper his favorite Middle Eastern specialty food store and where he bought halal meat. Uh, yes, average Church of England. Uh, he... he told that person that that's where he was going back to Afghanistan. And speaking on the condition of anonymity, the halal butcher, who was a Kurdish Iranian, why, said to Azidi that he would pay 50 to 60 quid for half a halal sheep, which he put in his freezer and would have for a couple of weeks. So he claimed to be an asylum seeker. Uh, he did this twice, apparently, failed both claims, then got done for sexual assault, and then said, ah, I found the Lord, officer. Let me in. Are you, are you sure it wasn't the sexual assault that they said, well, well, now you meet all the requirements. Come on in. <laughs> now you're a real asylum seeker. You know, you, you, you joke, but I swear to God, when yeah. we get to my segment, you, you're going to be like, right, that might actually be true. Because the thing is as well, right? Am I the only person who's actually shocked that the idea that someone saying I'm a Christian might actually get them asylum status? Yeah, because it's obvious bollocks. Well, it's not even... Well, even, out, even outside of that, who cares? Yeah, it's, it's not even this obvious bollocks. Christian, like, you can't send me back to Afghanistan. No, they're, they're like there are Christians being arrested on the streets. Yeah, like, in Christ, Christ, yeah, Christianity is literally like a, a disgraceful religion in this country, as far as the institutions are concerned. Like Islam is a favored religion in this country. I can't believe that claiming, "Oh, I'm a Christian," gets you any brownie points with these people. So this is obviously disgusting. I mean, local man breaks into country, commits, uh, well, lies, then commits sexual assault then lies and gets granted permission to stay and then acid attack someone. The thing I find more mad about all this is the suspect in question, his timeline. People haven't focused on the timeline for some reason. So he came to the country illegally through Dover on a lorry in 2016, claimed asylum and was rejected. Why? Because we owned Afghanistan. We were running the bloody place. We were paying half their budget every year, you may remember. But also, what was the... All right, you know, you can't claim asylum. Okay, bye then. What, what do you mean, on, on your merry way? Yeah, just, okay, we're not deporting them then? No, we just, just let them go back into the population. That's the bit I find madder, because it's like, we owned the country, it was a, our puppet state, and we can't deport people back to our puppet state, because... Okay, and then in 2018, he was done Conservative for, government. Oh, because the anti-racist education centres hadn't been set up <laughs> yeah. yet. But that, that aspect of this story, I think, is more important than people seem to give it credit for, but getting on. Uh, Azidi said he was... Uh, 
not the first refugee, well, he's not the first refugee, to have claimed asylum by lying than saying he committed, uh, converted to Christianity. In 2021, you may remember the Liverpool bomber. I do remember. Mm-hmm. Another priest was like, oh, my Average son, Christian man. You are, you are so blessed. You are like Jesus. I am a good Christian. Bring you in. I wish you to be one of us. You know what I need to do? Blow up Liverpool Cathedral. Just like yeah. Jesus like the wanted. Average, yeah, just like Jesus wanted. But the Mus- as every good Christian. But that's the, that's the reverend speaker. God. I mean, the Muslim in this case, the, the asylum seeker turned up and was like, yeah, sure, I'm Christian. Yeah. Now let me stay. Um, thank you for that. Now I'm going to bomb the place. I mean, I'm sorry, but I am very sick of these individuals. Like the Christians doing this are evil people because you have to be that. You have to be stupider than James O'Brien to not realize that they're lying to you. I mean, the guy's still going and getting halal food every night. Okay, you're like, oh, yes, so the good Christian, he's one of us. Yeah, no. I mean, give him some wine. I mean, there's a quote from the halal butcher saying he never brought alcohol. He was a good Muslim. I bet. That's where that comes from. Yeah. So there we are. Yeah, and he even points out in this quote, some, some Muslims do buy alcohol, but he never did. Because I've known Muslims working different jobs. And yeah, a lot of them do buy lots of alcohol and get drunk on the weekend. So he must have been particularly devout and dedicated. Um, he also goes on to say that he was a short man, uh, but very respectful. He never saw anything bad about... I never saw anything bad about him. One of my customers sent me the news that he was wanted. It was horrifying. If I see him, I will call the police. So there we are. We have one man's word. Yeah, but I, just this guy. But I thought he was respectful and very good guy. A good Muslim. He keeps saying it in this interview for some reason. Last time I had a talk with him, I asked him, why doesn't he get married? And he said, I have no money. I have to go back to Afghanistan to get married, to be with one of our people. He's very hardworking, works seven days, which is why it's very hard to find a wife, said the Halal Berger. I think we have the most perfect example ever of why every argument for mass immigration, or specifically asylum seekers, is bollocks. And this not only hits on the progressive open borders types, but on the free marketeers as well. Oh yeah, he's like the platonic ideal for our side. He's got a job. If we were to come up with a caricature of what this kind of person would be, it would be this kind of person. What, a repeat acid attacker? Sorry, alkali attacker. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who who uh, doesn't have any money, makes no money, and has got what, no interest in integrating. And whatever money he will make, will send back to Afghanistan with him when he moves back, so that he can get married there. Yeah. Direct quote there: "I want to go back to be with our people." Yeah. I mean, if if the entire Blairite project of immigration was predicated on the idea that these people would integrate, well, he would go. But I hate to be that guy. We were having lunch with um, Godfrey Bloom. He's a great guy, love him. But we uh, we were talking about the, the boat people in the hotel nearby. And we mentioned about those who are working illegally for Deliveroo and Just Eat. And he said, well, you want to fast track those guys because at least they're making money. And I just thought to myself, no, this is a very good example of why. Isn't this an argument to fast track the Albanians because they're making money as well? Stacks of cash. Cocaine is a very lucrative uh, lucrative industry. Apparently so is trafficking humans. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the the thing. Okay, they're making money how much and for who? And what are they spending it on? Exactly. These are the important questions. Not that you should dissolve an entire civilization just because some some guy with some flash cash is going to come over and spend some money anyway. That's not a reason to destroy your entire civilization. But I'm not even angry with these guys because it's like, okay, well, you know, if I'd grown up in the Cold War and we'd required Margaret Thatcher to... Yeah, he's an old boy. Yeah, exactly. You know, but you they, get young people saying this stuff. Exactly. Fair enough. I understand that's his mindset from that paradigm. But we are out of that paradigm. Yeah. For decades now, it's been that way. And I wanted to make this point crystal clear because uh, I did this tweet, which is really just a way of me collecting uh, headlines so I can show you them. 
of, um, well, here's the one, obviously, that just happened. And I wanted to use BBC headlines exclusively because I love how they always bury the fact that the person was an asylum seeker somewhere in the text. Because yeah. uh, it keeps happening. The, the idea that that paradigm of asylum seekers being people like, oh, I don't know, Ji Yun Park, hmm. a North Korean mother with children, that's gone. That's been gone for years, decades even. Because you can just go through these stories and it never ends. I mean, here's the Liverpool bomber. who obviously lied. We went over that one. And you get this guy, Parsons Green bomber. He uh, was planning his terrorist attack whilst saying he was uh, a good boy to the police here. Yep. Pretending to be a model asylum seeker was a quote from the judge. Another one here, Manchester Rinabala, the father of the Albady brothers, was thought to have lied on his asylum application. No kidding. But later just received British citizenship. Why not? Right? It's, it's a good boy. And then we have um, the Reading stabbing. Yep. Richard claimed he was uh, fleeing for asylum, which was granted in 2018. We have uh, Camille Butt. So this is the London Bridge attacker who, um, well, was engaging in petty crime. And at that time, we granted him asylum indefinitely to remain in the UK. Because why not? I, I love petty criminals. There's another one here. Asylum seeker who murdered a man over a row in an e over an e-scooter. He was flagged as a potential terrorist. So he was in the country. We saw he was a terrorist, and then he killed someone whilst claiming asylum. But no point in that process of, oh, no, I think he's a terrorist. But he is claiming asylum, though. And we could deport him, being a terrorist suspect, but no. I mean, uh, he's murdered someone. I think we should hang him. Yeah, but even before, like before you even get to the murder stage, yeah. every one of these individuals shouldn't have been here. There's something really badly wrong with their case. Yep. I mean, in France, if we just pop over yep. for a minute, uh, that guy, refugee status in Sweden, and then came to France. Um, because, you know, he, he claimed to be a Christian as well. Yeah, claimed mm -hmm. to be a Syrian Christian. Got rejected in France because the French aren't as stupid as us. Uh, this one I couldn't find a BBC headline for. Yep. So Channel Migrant drugged, raped, and strangled a 13-year-old girl. Yep. This was in Austria. Yep. He then fled to the UK for safety yep. from the consequences of his actions. And then Being we, persecuted, Cal. Yeah, and then we granted him asylum. Of course we did. There we are. It just goes on and on. I found another one here. Conservative government, all of this. This girl, killed by an asylum seeker, yeah. when the Home Office had been told she was lying on her application. It was on. Asylum application was unsuccessful. So he decided to kill the old woman he was staying with. It's the rivers of blood, man. The moment it's unsuccessful, the moment you find out they're lying, the moment you find out they're a threat, that hour, a police unit should be sent to pick them up, put them in a cell yeah. until you find the flight. Because they're just a violent criminal. Yeah, they violently should, broke into your country. It shouldn't be a controversial thing to say. And I'm sorry, but this case is really something that is the straw that broke the camel's back for me in the sense. Asylum applications in this country are now disproportionately murderers, terrorists, and con men compared to the natives. And on that terrorist point, we've been through it before. It's about one in four now in the last mm. two decades. It's 25% of all terrorist attacks are asylum applications, yeah. asylum applicants. Whereas the number of asylum applicants in the country is around about 1% at max. That's if you're rounding to the nearest percent. 25% of terrorist incidents. Never mind, we just go on. I don't know what the full numbers are for murder, et cetera, because yeah. the, the data's not been fully released. But you can find headline after headline. This is a guy who decided to kill this woman here um, because they said they were deporting him back to Iran for being a liar. So he just, he just killed her, right? Should have arrested him that day. Did you include uh, the guy who failed to get deported so tried to murder somebody because he was trying to get deported? I didn't find that one, actually. 
Yeah, we covered that when yeah. it happened last year. Oh, yeah. He stabbed someone in... Was yeah, he was States? trying to get deported from the country and the country said, no, we won't deport you. So he said, guess I've got to murder someone then. Yeah, and we still didn't deport him. So and no. <laughs> it's seemingly just endless. I mean, here's another guy. He, uh, he well, raped a student because um, he was bored. Like, he didn't have an argument for why he did it. This one's quite weird. The BBC went with the Leeds man jailed for murdering woman. Yep. Fled Average the, Leeds man. Fled Sudan in 2015. That's the magic soil at work there. Whole four years, and you become a Leeds man. It's fantastic. Swansea man, also jailed after he witnessed a rape. Um, no, he's not a Swansea man. El Turkey over here was not in Swansea. I, ju- I just want people to remember as well, when they say jailed, that makes it sound like it's something permanent. It's not permanent. No. We'll get to it. Goes on and on and on. Uh, all all, no. all uh, of these people have horrifying dead eyes as well even in the candid photos that they choose of these people yeah because they try and find the nicest photos available of these people so that they can get some sympathy from them and say see it's not all asylum seekers and also even if it is this asylum seeker had the circumstances been different it's not their fault they're really the victim yeah he would have been just a good boy who didn't do nothing like we keep telling you is but I could tell you at a glance from any of these people just like looking at these photos like why would you have trusted any of these people I wouldn't even get close enough to these people so they could reach me in the street so I want to bring it to an end on this one here because I don't know which one is more um, similar to the case we just had, basically. So this guy here, who, who raped a woman in Glasgow, 2010, he applied for asylum and was rejected. And then made further submissions to the Home Office and was rejected. And then in October 2010, he said he had no further right of appeal and was told to leave the UK. Oh. Well, we, we have told instructed him so. you to leave. And we expect on your honor as a decent gentleman that you will go. As a very good criminal, I'm sure you'll, you'll, your word is law. Uh, no, he, he went on to just rape a woman and stay here because why wouldn't he? And that's five years later, as you can see. And this is the pattern I want to get at. I don't want to obviously give the, the wrong conclusion, which is that all asylum seekers are this or whatnot. No, it's just that era of which they were all Dostoevsky's is gone, gone for decades. Instead, we have people who are fleeing, well, justice and have then come here to commit crimes. All of these men in this example should have gone. And the defense team in this man's case said in the court that he was hiding in plain sight all the time and the authorities could have easily found him and deported him. Wait, was that the, his defense? That's his defense. <laughs> his defense was, well, to be fair, Your Honor, the authorities are retarded. Yes. But, I mean, that's a good point. He said, because... I did break into your country. You knew I was a threat. So why haven't, you know, it's not my fault I raped a woman. You should have deported me. In his defense, he was right there, Your Honor. Why didn't you do it? Yeah. That's the, that's that's the lawyer. question. Representing... The criminal. It's just like, are you my defense or what? Shut up. <laughs> what are you doing? But I, I have to think that the, the defense here is probably some um, police assigned lawyer, right? And it's probably just at his wit's end. Because why else would you say that? Because it's obviously not helping the defendant. It's more like, the system is broken. And all of these examples and this story, I think, are a great, well, showing of that, which is, we need to wake up as a society. It's over. It, it's not the case that we're dealing with instead uh, Dostoevsky's or people coming from North yeah. Korea, for example. No, a lot of the people we're getting in are the danger. They're not fleeing danger. They are the danger. And we can prove it. And even when we're dealing with them like this, the police do not go around and arrest them and get them deported. They let them hide in plain sight, know where they are, and don't deport them. And why might that be, Callum? Well, let's find out, I suppose. 
Well, and you had a link at the end. Oh, oh we are out of time. So. Oh, well, yeah, the, the home office, they're suspicious. Anyway, so... Just, no, no, quick thing, just say representation matters. Yeah, yeah, they're very diverse. The home office is very, very diverse. Anyway, so kind of following on from what you were talking about there, Callum, so we know that they just don't get deported anyway, even when their asylum is, is rejected, but... Even when they've committed crimes. Even when they've even committed crimes. But what, what's, what's part of the apparatus, the institutional apparatus that keeps them here no matter what. Well, it's the people that were paying our tax money to, you know, keep in glitzy London flats and penthouses and other such, um, because this was a recent article that got uh, released over the weekend from the Daily Mail, talking about how amid all of this going on with what, oh, I've forgotten his name all of a sudden, he's so... He, Abdul Aziz. Abdul Azedi, that was Zedi. his name. Yes, Azedi. While all of this was going on, uh, it turned out that the a BBC editor, the... Uh, Africa editor for the World Service uh, was um, helping 15 Somalian criminals stay in the UK uh, because um, they were being brought in as an expert witness for all of this. Because these are the people who are helping these people, even when they've got the rejected applications. Sorry, sorry, just that, like, including one who sexually attacked a deaf teenage girl. Yes, 17 year old deaf teenager. BBC's like, well, no. he needs to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, why are you diving in front of this guy? Yeah, it's it's institutional all the way down. It's, it's straight from the top keeping these people in. Uh, so, yeah, investigation. Uh, Miss Harper has given expert witness evidence in a string of other controversial deportation appeals by Somali offenders. Uh, this is like like what we were saying. This is just what this country is now. That the whole purpose of England, of Britain, if it's a, if it has a purpose, is to be a safe haven for the world's rapists. criminals. Yeah. yeah, for the world's criminals and rapists. I mean, just look at this, like. Mary Harper gives expert witness testimony for Somali gang rapist Yakub Amin. Mm. This is a woman who's in charge of some of the programming that you'll be watching if you're watching any of the uh, African service stuff in, in, for the BBC, I would assume. If you're watching any, anything related to Africa for the world service, then this woman has a say in it, and this woman who wants to make sure that Somalian rapists can stay in the UK. I can only assume that the motivation is that she wants them to carry on their career. I can only assume so. Uh, some of the arguments that she was using, uh, if you go down here, uh, so one of the most shocking cases, Ms. Harper warned that a Somali man who had uh, committed a horrific sexual assault on a profoundly deaf 17-year-old girl <laughs> would be at severely heightened <laughs> risk laugh, but this if he was stupid. sent back to Somali because, uh, Somalia because he had committed a sex crime. Right. So because the They have justice in Somalia. Yeah, because Somalia will... They might like, put him in prison. Yeah, they might appropriately punish him. Uh, I won't say what appropriate punishment uh, in Somalia would likely look like, but because they might appropriately punish him, we need to keep him here so that he can, I don't know rape again like what's the solution to this what's, what's the, the outcome what, of this yeah what, what's the solution to this and what is the outcome of this we just hoard all of the somalian <laughs> rapists in england until what they stop raping no 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 harry no no, yeah. no 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 you're thinking too small it's not just somalia that has rape oh sorry <laughs> i need to import, expand my or, thinking yeah, yeah, no no trust me we'll get to it in my segment i promise we will import every single foreign rapist and protect them from just punishment in their own countries. And to be fair, if there's enough Guys, of them, don't go to Australia. Buy a house, settle down, trust... I'm sorry, but like this state... It's unbelievable. I mean, if, if, we have, uh, if, if we have enough of them in the country as well, we don't even need the legal protections because they'll just harbour each other. That's absolutely true. Because yeah. a load of Somalian rapists get together and they just go like, well, we'll stick to each other then. I got oh, your well, back and you got mine. Just a quick thing, though. Is this her? Yeah, this must be her. She is 
leaving. Yeah, this is her, right? She's leaving the BBC, but it's been said that it's not been said whether she was quit or fired. But I, I'm just perpetually reminded of Adam Smith saying, look, mercy to the guilty is cruelty to the innocent, right? This woman is actually standing bravely in defense of making sure that further women are raped, further people are murdered, and she's going to look at you like you're the bad person for opposing. Like, can, can you imagine if she'd got up, obviously this wasn't the argument, but, but can you imagine if she'd got up and just gone like, in, in his defense, Your Honor, the victim probably did enjoy it. We're going to get to that eventually. So thankfully, in that particular case, the judge disagreed and threw out his appeal. The judge said, you're mental. Yep. Astonishingly, though, uh, the Daily Mail say that they found that 16 months after that, the 29-year-old attacker uh, was still in Britain. Of course he was. Uh, Living with relatives in a council flat. Of course he was. We're paying. (laughs) Yep. We're paying for this (laughs) rapist to stay in Britain. Yep. And seven of the 15 Somali criminals, whose cases involved evidence from Ms. Harper, were successful oh, good. in their appeals. That, once again, remember, that doesn't mean that they are actually innocent of anything. It I means, mean, they're defined as criminals. Yeah, it, it, it means that this woman and whatever, whatever defense that they, these people had were successfully able to prevent them from being deported. Yeah, so they're that's, already that's what it means. Criminals. They're all there like, yes, we are a rapist, but you can't send us back to Somalia. And that's the bit. And they, and they go, you know, that's an excellent argument. Can that's we, a great argument. Can Seven we, judges, <laughs> or maybe the same judge, you don't know, Seven potentially seven judges listened to this woman say, have you considered they might be punished if we send them back, though? And went, you know, <laughs> hands in the air, you got me. Can I haven't we, considered that. Can we import some Somali judges? Like, <laughs> I'm not even joking. If, okay, okay, no, no, if no. This fair. is the world we live in, yeah, you ex- might be right. Yeah, yeah, fair. Okay, you know, modern problems require modern solutions, right? If in Somalia, judges are prepared to punish rapists, how do we get them to judge our court cases? Imagine going to law school in Britain getting your degree, becoming a lawyer, working out to be a barrister, and then get appointed as a judge. And then you sit there and go, well, I didn't become a judge to punish people. <laughs> Especially not foreign rapists. <sighs> yeah, I, made, I, I became a judge to make sure they stay on the streets. Yeah. Uh, moving back to the case that this is all about, though. So, Betty, let's, I thought that was just a, a nice preview of what well, How much justice do you think this guy If, if we yeah. do find this guy, because nobody's found him yet, despite London being... Um, the top most surveilled city in Europe, the, probably the world. Yeah, possibly. The, it has 627,707 cameras, which is uh, 68.4 per thousand people. I, d- I don't mean to laugh about any of this, but it's all just so ridiculous. It's so pointless. We've, we've been dealing for this for how many years now? And also, it's not like he was on like some fringe outskirt of London or something like that. He was right in the centre. Oh, yeah. It was he went through King's Cross, didn't he? Yes, that's where we've got some of the footage of it. Unbelievable. So it's, it says in here, interestingly, it's the highest ranking Western capital on the top 10 list of highly surveilled cities in the world, most of which are Chinese cities. Oh, right. So even amongst, right. even amongst stiff competition, <laughs> we're still making the top 10, boys. The, the only, Finally, the UK is still succeeding at something. The only, the only place that's more surveilled than us is literally the last totalitarian communist state. But at least their system works. Yeah, I bet they punish like, rapists. Well, I'm saying the surveillance. If we're going to have the surveillance, might as well have it work. Yeah, I, su- I suppose so. That's a good point, Callum. <laughs> if we're going to have a totalitarian state, can it at least be effective? Can yeah. it spy on the can criminals it, instead of me? Yeah, can it do something useful, please? But here's, here's the actual circumstances yeah. of the case, so we understand fully what was going on. So emergency services, it was a, 
Lesser Avenue. They were called at about 7.25 on Wednesday, last Wednesday, after the family was doused in what detectives called the alkaline substance. So this gets it right, Carl. You don't have to correct me on this. Snopes yep. have been BTFO'd here. Yep. The, vic- the, door. Uh, <laughs> the victims were taken to hospital along with passerby and police officers who were injured as they tried to help. Police did not confirm what substance was used, nor uh, saying many such corrosive products were readily available in high street shops. So gentlemen all like this kind of man can go out and uh, not to say that they shouldn't be able to buy these corrosive uh, substances, just that these people will throw them in your face. There'll be some sort of cleaning agent. Nor how the attacker sustained his injury, because if I scroll down through here, as we pointed out in the last segment, uh, he's got a rather telling mark where his eye used to be. And I can only assume that Looney Tunes style, he did manage to splash himself with his own alkaline corrosive substance. Looks like he's got it on his wrist as well. Yeah, yeah, on right. the train next to him, not saying yeah, anything. Exactly. How could you miss this guy? Okay, he's got a massive burn all over his right eye. Okay, well, surely that should mark him out. Yeah, and not and, covering up his face. And here's here's something fun as well. Um, the 31-year-old woman that he attacked along with her three-year-old and and, sec- uh, and a second daughter, age eight. Uh, they're in a stable condition in hospital on Thursday afternoon. Yeah. They were both supposedly known to him. Right. And it also happened outside of Clapham South Belvedere Hotel. It is a, uh, confirmed that its guests were victims of the attack since the pandemic. The hotel has been used as temporary accommodation by local authorities for <laughs> Afghans. It is not yet known whether the victims were living in the hotel as temporary accommodation guests. So they're all refugees, probably, and he knew them. So not even a single part of this story would have happened were we not just indiscriminately taking these people in. We are, as always, importing foreign conflict, even within ethnic groups, onto our lands. Criminals. Presumably, you know, we found out last time that he was, you know, going to go back to Afghanistan to find a good woman. Yeah. Perhaps he was just marking this one. Oh, she's not my type. But even then, like, I just think the, the term asylum seeker should not be applicable to men. I just don't think adult men should be able to be asylum seekers. Yeah. At that point, that's the Ukrainian position. Yeah. So absolutely, it's the Ukrainian. Th- this I image, think right? This image, interestingly enough, uh, was taken. He was uh, this is the last known sighting of Zeddy in Caledonian Road in Islington shortly before 9 p.m. on Wednesday. He literally it, goes into a Tesco yeah, and buys a drink. The image it? is taken from Tesco, yeah, where he is believed to have purchased a bottle of water and just apparently. And everyone's just like, "Well, not my problem." Another day in London. Yeah. Another day in paradise. He is said to have believed. Uh, he's believed to have been trying to uh, flee the scene in a car, but immediately crashed into a stationary vehicle and uh, made off on foot before going into this Tesco, I assume. So, to try and put the... the <laughs> went went and, for a dinner. To try and, you know? Yeah, yeah, he went for a roast. Yeah. So, to try and put the incident together, it seems that he probably got into an argument with this woman, decided to throw corrosive substances in her face, got some in his own eye, thought, oh, bugger this, I'm going to go, tried to get in a car, immediately crashed, and then decided, you know what, I'm thirsty, and ran off to <laughs> a local Tesco. Are you sure it's not to treat his wounds? <laughs> yeah. To be honest... Who knows? This this man is an actual inept clown of a criminal and is still evading the police. He managed to crash within minutes of trying to murder someone or, or, you know, melt someone's face. Did he get an Uber or something? Like, can we track his card? Like, is there anything that can be done? This is such an amazing indictment of how antisocial London is compared to everywhere else. Not only do people not say good morning to each other, something like this can happen and everyone just looks the other way. It's not my problem, bro. Yeah. 
So after that, they say that he um, you know, went through the train stations and they believe that he was trying to go back to Newcastle. So he was presumably from Newcastle, which for those of you not in England is literally the entire other side of the country. It's hundreds yeah. of miles away and he's managed to travel presumably potentially hundreds of miles to Newcastle where people believe that, that somebody might be harboring him. Oh, really? No kidding. Yeah. He's being uh, harbored within his own community. The, the, the police's response. Yeah, he did deserve the acid. The police's response was, as we pointed out last time, like, uh, you, citizen at home, you can join us in this remarkable case. You have the opportunity to become temporary policeman for a day and help us catch this man. And if that doesn't work, then please, Abdul, please hand yourself in. Do the right thing. Come on, chap. You can do it. You know it's the right thing to do. <sighs> I, I know so I, I know that you're literally a rapist, but you know the right thing. You know right from wrong, uh, Capital. You're in a bad state for an uh, old chap. They literally say, come on, you're in, a bad, you're in bad shape. You've got significant wounds. You need to hand yourself in. He doesn't care. But it's so if pathetic. If he's even still alive, yeah, he, he doesn't care. No, but it's just so pathetic. It's like, okay, well, we've come to the point where we're just going to ask him to hand himself in. Please, Abdul, we are so powerless oh, and so insignificant we're relying on you to be the moral agent here. For what, though? Well, think about his mindset for a minute. He's a very jihadist type of an individual in which he... Because if we're taking that kind of person, throwing acid in a woman's face or the kids or raping isn't really a crime for jihadists. So I, I'm just going to have it to guess here that maybe he doesn't even see what he's done as wrong and who is harboring him doesn't see it as wrong either. Yeah, Abdul's like, I didn't drink alcohol or eat non-halal meat. What do you want? Thank thankfully, though, the police are at least um, checking in random flats in Newcastle. The start of a search at a Newcastle property, we don't even really see. But we do know at least they found some corrosive substances here. So if this is even related yeah, we, to this incident. So at least we found we, some corrosive substances where under the sink in Tracy's apartment. She says they're used for cleaning the gout off the bathroom. But we think she's working with Abdul. So good job, guys. But his brother, at least his brother, who I would trust with my life, yeah. has said that, don't worry, I'll, I'll hand him in if he comes and talks to me. Trust me, bro. Source, trust me, bro. You can take my word for it. So Abdul's an Afghan asylum seeker, rapist, attempted murderer, liar. His brother's here as well. Yes. He's 21 years old, and he told the son that he would have no qualms about turning in his older brother. If I knew where he was, I'd turn him in for what he did. I don't know if he's alive or where he is now. I saw him briefly last week, but he wasn't living with me. He was in Newcastle. So did his brother apply for a legal visa to come to this country, or...? I don't know. Probably broken illegally. Uh, well, we could take his word for it. I don't even think that this article mentions anything to do with the fact that his brother's in the country as well. Just the son went to him and said, like, do you know where he, have you got him in, is he in, is he in the cupboard? <laughs> have you got him under the sink with the other corrosive materials? Ew. No. And the son went, all right, but you'll let us know. You'll let us know, right? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, sure. All right. All right. Pinky promise. Hattie bye. Very convincing. Yep. Fantastic. And we had £20,000 reward that will potentially be going out, but nobody's got in contact. Well, a lot of people have got in contact, but as far as I'm aware, £20,000 hasn't gone to anybody yet because he's still up, uh, he's still at yeah. large. This is the article where I got the information that it was actually the 12 people. Uh, the people who were attacked, the main victims are supposedly in hospital. The two girls are not going to... The, the, the injuries aren't ser serious, but the mother 
supposedly has life-changing in- yeah, injuries. So she's probably blind, possibly face melted. Yeah. Who knows? And then just some of the more recent updates that we've got. Uh, so now they're saying, oh, he might be dead. Yeah, because we're in day four of this manhunt. Day f- the most heavily surveilled country in all of Europe. Day four or day five, I think it is. So he's either dead or he's still using an ally to stay hidden. And the thing is, as we've mentioned, there are lots and lots and lots of people who will have seen him traveling across the country. If he got on a train, it's kind of hard to hide the fact that you're missing an eye. Um, so the likelihood is it will be a co-ethnic yeah. who, who, is, who is hiding him, which suggests that there would be a vast network of co-ethnics, as we've mentioned, who have no qualms whatsoever with hiding somebody who is a what's, rapist what's and also committed this kind of action. Because I think Pew did do some polling a while back of all Muslims in uh, uh, all countries. Well, they're asking, do you think suicide bombing is, is wrong? Do you think acid attacks are wrong? I can't remember what the British bomb was. We were, thankfully, not as bad as, you know, Pakistan. Oh, wow. But there was something like 5% of the British public were basically on board with everything ISIS promoted. And that's which... the 5% who were happy with letting their true feelings be known. Yeah, I, I should correct myself. 5% of the Muslim population of Britain. So. Yes. And you can't convince me that it's actually only that 5%, because a lot of people will have probably said, it would be stupid of me to say yes to this. But with The Independent, at the very least, we can all be grateful that they're uh, featuring things like this as I go down. Yes, here we go. A letter to the editor saying, we must not allow the Clapham attack to color our view of migrants. Good hell. I read your recent Don't worry, editorial. it's not just that attack that's coloring my view. <laughs> I admit to being one of those who was concerned when he learned the per- uh, perpetrator of this horrendous crime had been granted asylum because as stated in your piece, I'm against the idea that one, it's just one, just ignore all of the others, ignore how repeated this is, ignore the fact that this happens multiple times every year and multiple times a month, multiple times a week in a lot of places. It's just the one guy and they shouldn't cloud everyone's rational opinion about the thousands of other desperate men. At this point, it is the rational opinion. It is the only rational opinion to being presented with the slew of evidence, like Callum presented in the last segment, that we shouldn't be taking any of these people in because chances are you are more likely to get an Abdul than a Dostoyevsky. You are not going to be getting doctors and nurses. You're going to be getting rapists and criminals and Somalians who the BBC are going to be paying their presenters to defend or the uh, defenses, defense teams will be paying BBC uh, to editors be fair, I, just to, to be, defend them. It's I th- ridiculous. I think, I think we can be a little more um, granular about it. You can take refugees from somewhere that's actually at war. Like there's no, no one's complained about taking Ukrainian women and children because they haven't done anything wrong. That. Because yeah, they're actual refugees. But when, when you're fleeing somewhere that's not at war and you're like, yeah, I need to go back there and get a wife, yeah, that's not the guy. Like, there are lots of these people that, that we shouldn't have. And we can actually be discerning about this. We can use our own personal discernment to say, yes, that person is, that person is not. But the problem that they have here is, oh, the rational opinion. And then they make up a hypothesis. Well, there's got to be thousands of desperate men, women, and children. There's got to be. Where? Name them. Name those people. Point to the person you are talking about. And we will be able to discern the difference between, you know, like, whatever, Ursula from Ukraine and Abdul from bloody Iraq or Afghanistan or Syria or wherever. Well, well the fact like, is, the, the, the system as it works now is that you get on a raft yeah. and then you... You, you get, arrive and you're put in a hotel at public. You, you arrive and you say, don't worry, I was fleeing from war or something, bruv. And they go, congratulations, here's your citizenship. So, no. I, I, so, so because of the fact that that's where the system is, I say no. <laughs> I say no to all of it personally. But 
they're still putting out appeals. They're still, as of about... I can't believe he didn't hand himself in. As of about an hour ago, an hour and a half, two hours ago, they say, please, please, pretty please, does anybody know where he is? Here's a video of him pottering about in Tesco. (laughs) There's the staff member. She doesn't doesn't even glance twice. Doesn't even flinch. Not confused. No, average, average London. This country's a joke. <laughs> this country's a joke. More and that's trust, more trust, less, less crime, crime, high standards. Yep. Just so, so press that's, S to spit. Sorry. Yeah. Like, that's, that's why I'm saying, you know, I don't want any of this because some, some are saying, like, the system is broken. Some say, I can't believe that the British system is broken like this. No, it's not. This, this, is, is, th- this is the system. This is the point of the system is to get Abdul's into the country where they can cause terror and keep you afraid so you're easier to control so that they can push you out of your own cities and, d- and uh, erase your own heritage so we can have more of this guy in the country because that's what Britain needs. That's what Britain always needed was more of Abdul. So thank no, what, what, what? Yeah, but no, no, it's not for Britain. It's for the liberal ideal. The liberal ideal requires well, in that case, the, the taxpayer to the, do it. the liberal ideal is, is evil. Yeah. And if you are somebody who has been victimized by an Abdul in the past, you are a victim of the liberal ideal and the British system because they hate you and they want you in pain and they want you in fear. Well, that was cheery. <clears throat> oh, this isn't going to get any more cheery, I'm afraid. Um, <clears throat> if you are looking for justice, don't come to Britain. Go to Somalia, apparently. Go to Iran, apparently. But don't come to Britain because if you commit a crime here, you will be treated as if you are the victim, assuming you are of a sufficiently dark hue of skin. What a beautiful idea for a system. I know. I know. Doing exactly as intended. Before we go on, though, let's talk about common sense. Calvin Robinson's Common Sense Crusade is coming to lotusseaters.com streamed exclusively to the website. So if you'd like to come and watch his amazing show, sign up now with premium code CRUSADE to get 50% off for the gold tier subscription. Calvin will be doing a fatherly advice segment where basically, you're not aware of how the podcast works, uh, you film a question or a comment and send it in, and Calvin will respond and give you advice. Uh, But anyway, let's, let's begin with just the worst. I swear to God, everything about this is just the worst. And I put this together over the weekend. And I was just fuming all weekend about it, right? So let's just go back a little bit in time to 2013. How we had uh, Adil here. Adil Rashid. Didn't know he was supposed to not be raping 13-year-old girls. So he groomed and raped a 13-year-old girl. Uh, and Sorry, what? The, what? He didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know he shouldn't be raping a 13-year-old. And so the judge. You know, if I if I don't know things, that doesn't immediately make me go. Well, I'll do it then. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the judge was like, "Well, uh, how did he not know?" Well, because the judge heard he went to an Islamic faith school where he was taught that women are worthless, and so everyone was like, "Well, that's that settled then." Uh, the judge, Michael Stokes, quoted said, "Well, although chronologically eighteen, it's quite clear from the reports that you were very naive and immature when it comes to sexual matters." Didn't know. And it turns out that ignorance of the law is a defense. Now, it used to be in previous times where we had justice in this country. The ignorance of the law was no defense, actually. Just because you didn't know doesn't, wasn't good enough. But it turns out that's just not true. And so this guy's still wandering around this country completely at large. Well, this, this is like how in America recently there have been a number of court cases where um, black teenagers have committed murder or rape or something. And the defense has literally been, Your Honor, he is literally uh, really low IQ. Yeah. So uh, you can't send him to prison because he's literally retarded. 
Yes. And uh, they, the judge goes, well, you make a compelling case, he's free to go. But what, no, notice what, what that does. What shall we do? Notice but, what that does, right? So <laughs> yeah. he went to an Islamic faith school where he was taught that women are worthless. And he's like, well, you're just naive and immature when it comes to sexual matters. He has been rendered the victim of his own crime. He is the one. Oh, how could he have known? He's the victim of this Islamic faith school. Now, one might be like, okay, well, then they all need to be shut down. If, yeah, they if, all need to be shot. All of them. No, well, yeah, well, <laughs> if they're teaching that. that raping kids is okay, then. But that's the thing. If uh, they're just Islamic faith schools where women are taught that, that women are worthless, okay, well, then every single one of them needs to be shut down. And every single person operating one of these schools needs to be prosecuted under some kind of human rights act or legislation, under some kind well, of. The British but, rights. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about human rights. Yeah. God, no, 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 no. British, no, no. It's the Human British, Rights Act and British stuff like that. British decency. Right? It, no, no. It's not even that. Like that. That's the moral argument. But like in law, we are we have anti-discrimination laws. Okay, if if these Islamic faith schools are teaching women are worthless, then they should all have had Sauron's this, this eye is, on them. This is the point of the anti-discrimination law. Everything is that you you as an Englishman live by certain standards that other yeah. people just can't acclimatize to. So if you hold them to those standards, that's the discrimination that's that they're protecting from. But, the, but the, the, the issue, though, is not that these things exist. It's, just, okay, well, he just raped a kid. Okay, don't worry about it. There is another law that I think is a bit more powerful than the Discrimination Act 2010, um, which is raping kids is illegal. And so if you, yeah. are, if you are teaching children that raping kids is fine, that's why I said those people, if they're engaging in that, because that's a logical extension of the court case here, then yeah, those people would deserve the death penalty because they're advocating nonsense children. Yeah, I wait, mean, there, wait, there, wait, there, wait. Are, there are lots of different laws under which this could, you'd think, fall foul. But it turns out that actually that's not a problem we'll just let oh, carry on. You are absolutely right that he is rendered the victim in this yeah. calculation because the judge said that because Rashid was passive and lacking assertiveness, sending him to jail might cause him more damage than good. Now, this is yeah. a consequence of the idea that prison needs to be some kind of daycare school <laughs> to reform these people. No, the primary purpose of prison is so that rapists who are too stupid to know not to, not to rape a 13-year-old aren't roaming the streets raping 13-year-olds. That's the primary purpose of prison, no, 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 Harry, as Harry, I consider Harry. it. He's the victim of nonsing a girl. That's, that's, that's what the judge has come to. Do you guys not get that? Have you ever associated the term rapist with lacking assertiveness? No. What the hell went on here? Well, he, well, when he was in court, he did seem really meek and scared. Yeah. So look at the poor boy. We can't punish him. Anyway, that's just the first one. Now, this was from 2013. Uh, let's go to 2014. It turns out that a guy can't go to jail because, okay, he may have nonced another kid, uh, but his wife doesn't speak English, by the way. Have you thought about that? I don't deport her. <laughs> you yeah. deport all of yeah. them. Well, I'm afraid we can't because Suleiman Mac, I can't pronounce this, Mac No Gioa uh, was groping an 11 year old girl he was supposed to be teaching. And so he was convicted of five counts of sexual activity with a minor. Uh, right. But he escaped a 40 week custodial sentence, suspended for two years. That was all he was going to get. Right. He literally molests an 11 year old. Well, Less than two a year suspended sentence. But actually, you don't get that anyway because. Uh, his family are reliant on him, and he's so, now so, on benefits. So presumably, from the information that I'm gleaning here, what, the wife I know the wife is happy to stand by him, despite having raped an 11 year old. Oh, she doesn't speak much English. Oh, sorry, <laughs> of course. Well, that makes it fine. No, no, she's complicit. Everybody involved in this is complicit. They have to go. His family are reliant on him because and he's, he's on, on benefits. benefits. Yeah. 
He's on... And he can't go to jail because his wife doesn't speak English. Anyway, moving on. Uh, you will, of course, well remember that uh, the rooming gangs in Rotherham uh, in 2017 were finally convicted of things. Are they also victims? Uh, yeah, they are, actually. Um, they're the victims of racism. But uh, you, these, what these about, people what about were the girls? convicted for historic crimes. Right? What, what, I mean, what about hang the on, girls on, that were targeted uh, explicitly? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You know, we, we all know that this is upside down, back to front clown world, right? But I just want you to really understand the sort of depth of the corruption of the British justice system. So these, these people were finally convicted like a decade afterwards of historic crimes, right? And Sarah Champion was like, well, look, I'm the MP for Rotherham. I've been dealing with all the councillors. I've been dealing with the grooming gang issue. I've been dealing with the police. And I'm telling you that people have not raised these concerns for such a long time because they fear being labeled racist. Now, Sarah Champion was, of course, called a racist for raising that. But that's, you know, just by and by, that's just what the British system is like. Uh, and this has been going on for a long time, obviously. And so what do you think the British justice system did? It was like, right, well, we finally got over our fear of being called racist. These guys, for literally raping and sex trafficking young English girls, they're going away for a long time. Hell no. Eleven key members of Rotherham sex grooming gangs, which were sentenced to over 180 years in jail, have been quietly released after serving half their sentences, or will be released on parole in the next few weeks. Who was in charge of this decision? Satan himself. Did they let on good behavior because they didn't rape any girls while in prison or something? I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, that is... It might as well be something as clownish as that, because... Uh, no, no, I, I, no, no, I... Well... No, 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 hang, hang. It, it's... Let me Let me give you the exact quote. Uh, one, one, one parole panel ruled that one of the abusers, convicted of conspiracy to commit sexual assault and false imprisonment, uh, who was jailed in 2017, quote, was no longer a threat to the public. I guess we've just... Uh, Look at his track record, Your Listen, Honor. He's been in jail for six years and he didn't nonce anyone. So, Listen, yep. I asked the <laughs> I asked the gypsy fortune teller, and she told me he was fine. Yeah. Like, what, what's the reasoning? But the, the fact is that um, the idea of prisoners in the UK serving half of their sentences has been basically the law since the early nineteen nineties. <laughs> yep. The actual given sentence is what you will serve out half of in prison, and then you will get out and have to apply for work and yeah. uh, and and speak to an officer who keeps tabs on you, so you had for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the sentence that's, so you had that's how it works 22 of the core members and 11 of them are already out of jail i hope the officer who's looking after them is keeping good tabs why would there be an officer looking after them notorious that's pedophile that's how the system works ah, you, that's what we're told it, notorious well, yeah, pedophile Sidney so. Cook was blasted into space yesterday, but it's been a whole day. He didn't nonce anyone. Let's let him back. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, RAF servicemen cleared of groping after sex somnia claim. So, what? Jane McKenzie molested someone in their sleep, and they decided not to kick him out of the RAF for this. He wasn't convicted of anything, obviously, uh, because he was like, well, it was uh, sex somnia, Your Honor. I was asleep when I was groping that person in their sleep. And so I'm not responsible for what I did. And therefore, you've got to let me continue being in the RF. And they were like, yeah, good point. He's got a rare sleep disorder called sexomnia, which means that a person involuntarily initiates sexual behavior in their sleep. Sorry, I was rape walking. Is that the claim? That's, that's literally that, the claim. That, that's the claim. I just have this 
uncontrollable yeah. desire to rape when I'm unconscious. Yeah, and uh, they were like, yeah, good point. You're free to go. Uh, yes, you can continue co- your career. Uh, he actually did end up leaving the RAF, but not because of this. Um, well, I would, I would hope that he was no longer trusted by anybody that he would have been working alongside. Yeah, I, I would hope that they hazed him out of it. I would hope that he was getting bad things. I would have thought molesting someone in their sleep was a crime, mm. uh, but apparently not. Uh, so anyway, moving on. Let's talk about That's threats. Real. You know what's really weird about this one? I had to go to an American outlet to find information about this. Uh, couldn't really find much in the British press about this. Uh, not very widely represented. So this is the conservative member for Finchley and Golden Green, an MP called Mike Freer, who is Jewish and serves in a largely Jewish constituency. And the other day, out of the blue, he just posted a thing that was posted around Twitter saying, look, I'm uh, resigning. I'm not going to stand for a re-election because I'm being constantly subject to violent threats from a certain community in Britain. I'm scared for my life and for the life of my families, and so I'm just going to retire from politics. Didn't he say his husband? Uh, oh, did he? I actually didn't. It was just like, oh, yeah. They... Check, actually. And he named the group. It's a group that's been labeled yes. as a terrorist organization in the UK. Yeah. He said, for some reason, me and my husband are quite scared of these Muslim terrorists. Yeah. Um, because, of course, he's a Jewish person. He defends Israel. Uh, and these people obviously really don't like Israel. And no doubt he was thinking of David Armes, thinking, right, so I'm not going to be protected. And these threats are just fine. And so it's funny that even the politicians are like, well, nothing I can do about it. Guess I'll quit. No, no, no. no, That's literally it. That's literally it. So, okay. Well, what did Downing Street say about it? What did the conservative government say when one of their own MPs is like, you know, I'm being threatened with death. So I think I'm going to resign. Good. Uh, Then they didn't quite say that. Quote, the prime minister was extremely saddened that Mr. Freer uh, feels that he is no longer able to serve his local community. And they describe the abuse as deeply distressing. Well, that's that done then. Uh, the group themselves were called Muslims Against Crusades. So you'd think that the appropriate response would be right. So we'll arrest everyone involved in that group. They're already a labeled terrorist group. Yeah, well, we'll imprison them or deport them, right? So we, we would think we would do something about that, but no. Do you want to know something in- interesting yeah. about this guy as well that's yeah. on his uh, Wikipedia page? In April 2022, after the conviction of Ali Harbi Ali for the murder of David Amos, Freer revealed that he had been told by the anti-terrorism police that Ali had visited his constituency office on the 17th September 2021. So this guy actually could have been Amos. Yeah, and it, and so it's not without reason. This guy's like, right, I think these threats are a bit serious. I think I'm just going to bow out here um, because I think I might actually get murdered. And if I get murdered, the Conservative Party will literally say, well, don't look back in anger. That's literally what they do. Um, and but if it helps, I mean, he blamed it on social media. Uh, for, for, yeah, Muslims against Crusaders. Those, those yeah. damn yeah. radicalizing Mr. memes on Twitter. Mister Freer said, "Email and social media have a lot to answer for because it can kind of be an email. Yeah. <laughs> email. Email. Oh my god! The youth of the email, I tell you. Yep. I kind of lost sympathy now. I'll be honest. This guy doesn't know why he's here. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm. I just want to point out that this is no one's been arrested for this. If you sent a threat to someone, you'd be arrested that day. No one's been arrested for this. 
Because Call Callum's of the designated bad guy complexion. Exactly. Because this is about to Sorry to like, break it to you. Charge, charge, charge. I mean, for example, <laughs> it like three months ago, of course, the Israel Palestine stuff kicked off. And so the Metropolitan Police were like, well, look, we can't arrest people chanting jihad. So are you serious? You can't arrest a bunch of people chanting who we could just call jihadis for, I don't know, breach of the peace or something? No, no, no. Call no. to violence? Yeah, exactly. Call to violence? No, nothing we can do. And so the Metropolitan Police were like, well, I mean, if, if only there was a law that prevented you from calling for the destruction of Israel, for the beheading of Jews. There is. It's the, it's the, the public order you, you offenses. Would think, you would think that there would be something but, uh, no, but, but of course, you can get charged for that sort of law if you're outside of uh, an abortion clinic praying. Exactly. Yes, in your head. In your head. Yes. Are you praying? It's like the fact you have to ask means you don't know. But, um, but yeah, no, this is uh, the police cannot enforce, quote, taste and decency. Really, Do just, everywhere else. Just about taste and decency, is it? Uh, but the commissioner said, well, the law might need to change. And uh, what are you talking about? The law's already there. You're calling for violence. That's an illegal thing. I don't know why you aren't doing it. Well, except I do know why you're not doing it. It's because you are as white as the driven snow, and those people were brown, and you're afraid of that. That's what this is about, right? So the next one, let's, uh, let's go on to Turkey being the latest unsafe country that people can't be deported to. You know, NATO member Turkey, the place where you go on holiday, place where you go get your hair plugs. Yeah, it's not safe. I actually know well, people who've got hair plugs yeah, from Turkey. I'm just going to try. I think most most English yep. people probably do as well. Turkish nationals who arrived by channel boats surely don't have an argument. Well, EasyJet, all the flights were booked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to be the only argument, right? Like, because literally, about three thousand Turks have arrived by small boats. Like, why? Okay, where are you from, Turkey? Then go. Just get out. You're not an asylum seeker. You're coming from a NATO member. Like, you are not an asylum seeker from Turkey. It's just that simple. You're from Albania. You're not an asylum seeker. But it turns out that uh, the Home Office has said, quote, that Turkey is a state that does not meet the criteria of being generally safe and has questioned its compliance with rulings from the European Court of Human Rights. Bonkers. Anyway, let's move on. How about an Iranian man who raped his lodger can't be deported in, in case he's punished for being a rapist? That's just, an, that's just an average British case now. You've got to understand that he would receive the death penalty if he went back to Iran. Good. Have you thought about the human rights of the rapist? It might be too English for him, sorry. I'm not even joking. So, and The thing is, he did this 20 years ago, 23 years ago. He was convicted, jailed for seven years, and now they're like, well, we can't deport him because the Iranians might persecute him for being a rapist. Like, okay, let's move on. Teenager who killed uh, an army veteran, 82. I'm sure that when he was serving the army, he was like, this is the country I'm fighting for. Uh, well, he was killed because some kid ran up to him on the street, punched him, killed him, was found guilty. Two years youth detention for murder. I gotta start murdering people. No, you're not. If I'm only getting that, you're not. Oh no, I'm not only getting that. Yes. Uh. The punch uh, caused him to fall to the floor, fracturing skull, caused a bleed on the brain, and killed the grandfather. Um, he was just trying to walk away and get a bus, but they, of course, three youths chased after him, shouted at him, punched him, killed him. 
two years youth detention for one of them. Thanks, Judge Sean Smith. What do you even do? I mean, they're sort of telling you that the law doesn't exist yeah. if you're a certain kind of person. Yeah. Also, I mean, we're going to get more of these certain kinds of people in. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get as many as we can. Um, how about another one? Right? <laughs> judge so, Sean Smith named as Darby's top judge 2022. He probably, when they say top judge, they're probably just the number of rubber stamped murders yeah. that he's letting off. But of course, the, the Nottingham uh, Knifeman, of course, uh, killed stu- two students, caretaker, stabbed a bunch of other people. And you, of course, will remember that he was put into a hospital. Should have been hanged. It was manslaughter. Yeah. Was the verdict. His paranoid schizophrenia, bro. He slipped and fell with the knife 37 times into three different people. Judge Mr. Justice Turner added that he was satisfied that Calacane would not have committed his appalling crimes had he not been suffering from the illness. Well, he He's was. just a victim of his illness, guys. Well, my, my point would be, well, he was suffering from the illness and he did commit the crimes. You would think, but that, that means he's the victim of his own criminality, uh, as in all of these other cases. See, the, the, the Iranian rapist, well, he's a victim of his own criminality. If he goes back, he'll be a victim of the fact that he raped someone. Uh, how about this from January now? Uh, 17-year-old gets 12 months in prison for murder. Twelve. I mean, he'll serve six months, obviously. Six months for murder. That's a hell of a trade offer. Gerald Neto, 62, died in hospital after a heart attack because these boys were essentially bullying him and beating him in the street. Uh, but anyway, let's carry on because there are just more. How about another paranoid schizophrenic? Weird how many of these there are. Wondering Paranoid schizophrenics could be here. Yeah, I do hate <laughs> schizophrenics, <laughs> but he kicked a female custody officer to death and he gets, he's now free. Two years after that. Two years for murder. Yep. I mean, if they taught you this in school, it wouldn't be much of a, an upbringing. Because you think, <laughs> well, well, it's not that bad. I've got, you know, 80 years of life. Yep. But two years is very little. I mean, if I went to jail for two years now, I'd be 46 when I came out. It's, 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 it's hardly anything. Right, this this guy uh, killed a 54-year-old prison van attendant, Lorraine Barwell, in 2015, uh, and he pleaded guilty to manslaughter on grounds of diminished responsibility. Why is he free then? Right, if he's mentally unstable, why isn't he in some sort of bloody sanatorium? Right, there's this meme going around that the judge in all these cases is some kind of yes queen woman. They're just like, well, let him back out. Yeah. I don't know how else she would come to that conclusion. Two years later, he's been spotted in the gym and doing some shopping. Right, okay, great. So murderers are just walking among us because you do not find justice in this country. They're just left to roam. And let's just hope that his paranoid schizophrenia doesn't cause him to kick another woman to death. Probably laughs about it as a story with his friends. He probably brings up, oh, yeah, yeah, I got done for murder. Well, what, how long were you in? Up two years. <coughs> it's insane. It is insane. But this, this but look, is this Carl, country. he pulled a really sad face. Yeah, he, no, no, but that's he the thing. He pulled a, a really no, no. sad face. The entire thing, everything is framed. Oh, well, he's the victim of his paranoid schizophrenia. If he wasn't paranoid schizophrenic, he wouldn't have done this. That's literally what the judge is saying. Well, he's the victim of this. It's unbelievable. I hate to be a downer about this, but it really drives me crazy. This, this is the system. This is uh, like, like mm. the, the asylum system is to import as many foreign criminals, murderers, and rapists as possible. The justice system is to make in- sure they're as, as close to you as possible. Yes. Yeah. And there is that as far as I am concerned, there are no political solutions to this. 
Not that I can. Of course, there are political solutions to this. I hate this sort of attitude. It's like, no, we could just literally change the way that we do things, change the telos of the system. Uh, the problem That's is. That's going to take a lot. It's not even going to take that much. It's the problem is we have zero political representation. Like the interests of the indigenous British population just are not represented anywhere in the media, in the government, in the judiciary, in the police, in the schools, it just anything. Like we we are like an occupied country with the global paradigm dominating everything about us. But um, but it of course can be fixed. We just need a Bacali of our own to go in and just <laughs> sort it out. But anyway, we'll leave it there because it's just driving me mental. On that cheery note, I hope um, everyone in the office has hidden all the sharp objects after that one. I don't have paranoid schizophrenia, don't worry. No, I mean for my own safety. Oh, yeah. I'll make anyone else. Let's go to the Canadian dollars. 2023 was an interesting year. Early on, I realized that I was not in control of my finances and had to reform my lifestyle. By constructing a spreadsheet model of my financial position, I was able to show that I was spending not more than I could afford, but more than I thought. From that model, I was able to make simple core changes that had numerous positive knock-on effects. Preparing more of my own meals, cutting back on carbohydrate, and particularly cutting out seed oils, I was able to maintain my long-term savings and put a stack of money into my bank account. At the same time, my appetite stabilized and I dropped from 12 stone four to 11 stone absolutely fantastic yeah that's good news and good advice for literally everyone mm. i didn't realize seed oils were costing me so much money i yeah i don't know <laughs> it's it's probably that seed oils are in all of the cheap foods that it's really easy to binge on yeah. so if you cut them out even though they're individually cheap you're probably like cutting out quite a lot of money that you're spending yeah, yeah takeaways and stuff like yeah that. but that's what budgeting actually is a lot of people think budgeting is just you know, trying to spend a little less. Now, sitting down and, and looking at the money and where it's going yeah. is, even if you learn nothing, a really useful thing to do. Everyone should do it. All right, let's go to the next one. Serious question. How much for Callum to cover Fortunate Son? Someone contact Base Dape. I want a Callum AI CCR cover album. This one is for you, Adelaide Lost. Some parts about sail that's golden hand. Now don't they help them sail? No. Oh. oh, God. But when the tax man tries, there's a title. Now the home of the lack of sail. Yeah, <laughs> me, Grammy, I'm no millionaire star, and I was down. Oh, no. You didn't me. What am I listening yeah, to? Yeah, me. I know what's with it. I like that. Oh. That was right. the worst thing you've ever made. I, uh, <laughs> that was awful. That was terrible. I was trying to put the music to it in my head, because I know that song. Yeah. But the only bit I could get, also, that man appeared to have two thumbs. Callum, is there something you need to tell us? AI uh, still doesn't get it. I do have two thumbs. Yes. Oh, on the same, <laughs> on the same hand, is what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was bad. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Let's go to the next one. Thanks. One reason villain stories are popular is because of the perceived freedom the villain enjoys. To be free from responsibility except for one's own gratification is very tempting. However, when villainous self-indulgence has become the moral good, what becomes the evil? I was once motivated to become a real-life supervillain. However, now that I have the ability, I no longer have the drive. Ironic. That's a good point, Nigel. Oh, look at how dour he is on his giant death robot there. He's like, oh... All of this, but am I really happy inside? No, no, but that is a good. I point. would be. That's a good point. If about I had villainy. a school mech, but that is a good point about villainy. Like, um, the it, it is the excessive freedom that the villain enjoys that is honestly one of the causes of their moral failings. Because, of course, all morality is basically a form of personal constraint. Yeah, I think I think that was addressing my segment that I did last week on Suicide Squad, where I was talking about how 
tired of the fact that all of the heroes nowadays are being denigrated. Yeah. All of the protagonists in stories are either gritty, edgy, anti-heroes that air way too hard on the side of villainy or just outright villains. Like in the Suicide Squad, within that universe, you're playing as Harley Quinn who has murdered and helped the Joker murder thousands of people. Yeah. But now because of the fact that she represents chaos and hedonism against the forces of order, now she's the good guy. That's what you do. Yeah. yeah. The next one. Three things. First, Jon Stewart was actually the third Green Lantern and he first appeared in 1971. Second, uh, Callum forgetting that Lad's Hour was Friday instead of Thursday is probably the best reason to continue doing the date at the start of the episode. And three, Harry, if you want to get into Helsing, I suggest either reading the manga or watching Helsing Ultimate, not the one from the early thousands. One from the early thousands is good, though. I've not watched either of them. All I know, I've been slightly put off Helsing uh, because one of my old friends back home changed his surname to Helsing, which is a major slap in the face to his poor parents. Helsing is like the one anime I actually like. Fair play. It's actually really good. Never thought I'd ever hear anything like that escape your lips. It's actually good, though. Also, I'm not very well versed on Green Lantern personally, so that's why I must have got that wrong. Callum thinks you're gay. <laughs> it's, just, it's just pretty good. Well, they all say, eh, it's really good. You should try it. I'm and not I saying can... you should try it. I just say it's pretty good. Before you know it, you're wearing a dress taking estrogen. <laughs> Go to the next one. Hey, guys. I was at a market the other day, and uh, a girl came past who was looking at my books, and she bought a copy. But she was a little girl with her dad, and she said that she loves Taylor Swift, and, oh, Taylor Swift's so amazing. And said, yeah, and she goes after Trump all the time. It's really cool. And I said, yeah, but you want to know it's also really amazing? She wants to get married and have kids. What do you think about that? And she says, really? Really? Well, dumbest job. Fair play. I don't know what to deal with the dumbest woman alive. There's a lot of women. And men, don't get me wrong, but people are just like... <laughs> a lot of women are the dumbest woman alive? Yes. Yeah. To be fair, a lot That's the dumbest statement I've ever made. Yeah, but who literally is just like, oh, my celebrity person is doing this. I should do it. Well, she's a 12 year old girl. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I missed that part. Yeah. I didn't hear that bit. <laughs> I feel really mean now. <laughs> it was a little girl. <laughs> I did think you were being a little bit. Strange. I thought it was talking about a customer who was a nice, you know, yeah, the, little, woman. the little girl was the customer. Ah, yeah. Her dad. Ah, sorry. Um, lady. <laughs> sure, she'll do fine. Bye bye. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, human rights talk, I think about this conversation a Sabaton member had where he talks about how he was going to rush Stalingrad to have a big concert and. He got pulled aside of some other guy at the airport to be questioned. They're like, are you here to demonize Russian people? And he's like, oh, no, I'm actually here to glorify your army and its past. But then the guy that's with him just goes on this massive rant about how the one good thing the Germans did was they killed so many Slavs. It's a shame they didn't kill more of you. And they're like, Jesus Christ, who was that guy? And the Sabaton guy's like, I, I think he was like a human rights commissioner from the UN. <laughs> I think about that conversation a lot anytime I hear someone's a human rights activist. Jesus, <laughs> that's so true as well. Uh, Sabaton's a great band, so yeah. I can see. I love the. I think about the conversation a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to just like more dead Slavs, please? 
go to the next one. So my internet's down. Anyway, quick one. Just wanted to say that someone once exposed me to this idea of the like the Marvel theory, which is anytime something sounds like it should be coming out of a Marvel movie and it's just unbelievable, it probably is. And so far, it's been about right. I haven't heard of this. But... I think, yeah, just a, if something sounds like it's being made up, it probably is made up. Yeah. Uh, Alexander says, Excited to hear that Father Robinson is joining your team, Carl. Hope to see lots of him in, on here in the future. You will on Thursday. Uh, Garlic Goblin says, Callum's long list of examples of dangerous, violent criminals who have subsequently been granted asylum is clear proof that the state has become an enemy of the people. Yeah. I mean, what more would you need? That's what it's for. So if you'd like to send it to your friends, do. And be like, hmm, this is pretty weird, isn't it? <laughs> also, send the one about all the rapists who are just victims of their own raping. Honestly, I, I, pretty weird. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like even if there is a political solution, the immediate aftermath of the political solution needs to be Nuremberg too. With yeah, with with, of, with the same punishment, lot of, nice short rope, a lot of trials, a lot of deportations. That can all be done. It's pretty cheap as well. Yeah, much cheaper than like I don't know a new metro line. And uh, a lot cheaper more impact. than HS two. Save you a lot of spaces on the metro too. Yeah, just saying. Robert says, I heard Abdul had been spotting, spotted singing hymns outside a church, maybe praying near an abortion clinic. Brackets, maybe the police will find him now. Yeah, he is a good Christian, we're told. Mashallah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard he might have been present at the Capitol Hill on January 6th, so the Great FBI point. need to get checking. I heard he posted uh, racy rap lyrics on Instagram. There is so, a super you know, I met Abdul once, and he showed me he had some racist memes on his phone. Uh, Lord Nerevar says these communities protect their own. What our overlords fundamentally do not understand is that these people, about these people, they're drafting into the country as fast as physically possible, hate us, and will do anything they can to diminish us. They won't find this guy. They, they do understand that, is, is the difference I have here. They do understand that. I honestly, when, I don't when presented, that. like the, the people in charge, they know. They know Callum's list of examples. But it, uh, Freer knows. What's going on? He has been the potential victim twice now. Yeah, but no, notice his entire thing is, well, it's social media then. Because underlying the, okay, I'm getting threats. Underlying that is the presupposition that we're all just the same. Everyone is the same. It's the liberal ideal. Where actually, there's a universal, undifferentiated human know. being. And that, no, no, but that's... No, he's a boomer retard. Yeah, but that... Emails all, yeah, but all, have done this. Like, all of the boomer retards think this. They all think this. The entire boomer mindset is, is core. To, it is crafted by this sort of liberal idealism that did end up winning the Cold War. I, I'm, well, I'm well past the point of giving the benefit of the doubt when we see that these people come here in mass numbers for false reasons and immediately commit criminal offenses and rape and murder people en masse and then get away with it. Uh, when I see uh, the amount of evidence that we have gone over on this podcast, I am far beyond just saying, well, I guess the, I guess the elites, I guess the rulers, they just did a boo-boo. They it's, just did a boo-boo. It was an accident. They didn't realize what they were doing. They've known what they've been doing for years no, now. It's, it's not that. They... Tony Blair knew what he was doing. They were rubbing the right's nose in diversity and any of the effects yes. that come off of the back of that. But they presuppose that the diversity is just the same as us. Right? They, re they really think... They're well past the point where they should have realized that. I, to I totally Let's take, um, And take... I'm not suggesting that they should be... Um, you know, given a lenience, and they're not the victims of liberalism or something. Let's take Bukali's example, though. Mm -hmm. So the people before him, did they think that they were actually trying to tackle crime or were they working for the cartels? 
Um, it'll be both. Uh, Brazil's actually one that I know a bit more about, but the the left do genuinely think that the criminals are the victims of society, and therefore justice actually means helping them achieve a certain level of prosperity and recognition. Because I think that's what Harry's getting at. It's not one or the other. It's 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 definitely there's it an aspect of those who want yeah. us dead. I didn't realize what that picture was. We don't have it because it was the end of mine. Um, I just picture the Home Office yeah. staff, and you're like. <clears throat> Those aren't white boomers. Yeah. They know. They're the kind of people who post on their social media, we're winning, lads. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're eager but, but, for yeah, this yeah, country but, to be emptied out sure, or sure, just, sure. just eliminated. But they're not the, the people, people we're talking about. We're talking about the white liberal boomer who thinks that humanity will eventually all hold hands in a John Lennon song. But he doesn't run the Home Office anymore. He's gone. No, I think they probably still do run the Home Office. They're the, they're the ones who are operating at the very top and have... The layers of diversity. Underneath. No, we, we've we've had the <laughs> twenty ten, yeah, but yeah, we, we've we've had the the leaks in the Telegraph where he said that's not what happens. That Suella Braverman came in and said, "Can we please start doing some deporting now?" And they laughed in her face, and she said, "Oops, sorry about that, boys. Sorry, I asked you to do your jobs." Anyway, uh, Matt says foreign criminals should be fleeing, seek asylum from the wrath of the British state. Uh, yeah, they should. It's. <laughs> <laughs> they really should, shouldn't they? Um, it's a disgrace that someone can commit sexual assault, and the fact that they will be given, that they will be appropriately punished for their crimes in their home countries becomes grounds staying as a refugee. Anyone who put their name alongside the application pro- approval needs to be punished lo- alongside with them. Yeah, I mean, I, I when when we get Nuremberg too, these people should all definitely come under the category of collaborator. Right? Mm. But like, just to just to just to put a point on mine. So, for instance, <clears> here's, <throat> here's an old article from 2013 from Peter Mandelson. Yeah admitting that Labour just actively went out sending search parties yeah, to get immigrants into the country. Yeah, I know. I they, know. they knew what they were doing. Whether or not it was going to end up in violence was going to be hostile to the native population. Yeah, no, they, just they through know. sheer disenfranchisement of, in demographic terms. I know, but why they think that is because they think that you are the same ultimately as the people they're bringing no, in. They no, do Peter, think. Peter Mandelson hates me. And he hates you, and he hates yeah. Callum, and he hates you watching this right yeah, of now. Of course he does. Peter Mandelson thinks you're scum. <laughs> yes, because he thinks that you're trapped in a racist system, and you're a product of racism itself. Well, perhaps if he does, he thinks that I deserve that is- to be—I deserve to be disenfranchised in my own native lands because of that. Yeah. So how does he think we're the same? Uh, because he believes in the liberal ideal. I don't think that's. I no, I think, he just, I think he just Absolutely. hates <laughs> I'm not going to have time to explain it now. Though. All right. um, Kevin says, if the Conservatives really want to stand a chance in the next election, there is something that will help them. Well, I don't want to say it because I don't want them to help. Uh, sack all the asylum staff at the Home Office and bring in retired Army warrant officers and coppers who took early retirement when they saw the police turn into shite. Uh, Syria acceptance dropped from 72% to near 0%. Uh, I think it would have to go way further than that. To be honest. Uh, Karambit says, it is inhuman to send these people back to where they vacation to. That's literally the argument. Point. That's yeah. literally the argument the Home Office is making. He's already got a tan. He might burn. Yeah, he's going to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> the defense lawyer said that. I know it. Matt, yeah. <laughs> Matt says, claiming you're a Christian only gets you brownie points when you're a degenerate criminal, obvious fraud, and practicing Islamist. Yeah. Baron von Warhawk says, in the past we used to make fun of the Carthaginians who sacrificed their children to Moloch. We, we would ask, how could they possibly be so stupid to do such a thing? We have uh, sacrificed um, our own children, culture, and civilization, right. and our future to the cult of diversity. At least the Carthaginians were promised bountiful harvests and victory over their enemies, whereas all we were promised was some curry shops. 
incredible range of restaurants. Yes. I mean, we are actually sub-Carthaginian at this point. Um, the real Bigfoot, Checkmate Callum, says, dude obviously has no idea he's being looked for, and even if he did, why would he go? Uh, why would he even fear ramifications? He hasn't been punished for his previous crimes, so why would he be now? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I, I would suggest he probably does know he's being looked for, if only because they it's got in contact with his news, brother. Yeah. He'd probably seen his face on news and gone, oh, neat. Anyway, back I to it. I guess I'll just hang out here for a while. Where I, I, I guess I'll stay above this Turkish barber. Let's move on from there. Yeah, so uh, first I'll go to, on Rumble, Freddy65 sent in a $20 super chat. Thank you very much, Freddy. Saying, here's my chance to tell you guys thinking about the Roman Empire that women have pivoted to the French Revolution. Totally bloodless, of course. I do think about the Roman Empire a lot. <laughs> just saying Sean487 for $10 says she is like the insane woman who sued Trump and said everybody graped her and, and she loves it guess the Somalia grape victim love it as well honestly there is a part of me that wonders is it just that this woman has a fetish like I just can't understand here's a bunch of Somalian rapists and she's like just, she, no. she's, she's watching going like oh, could have been me I could have been that 17-year-old deaf girl. I mean, I'm not saying that is the case, but like, what the hell could be going through her mind? I don't know. The Shadow Band for $50. Thank you again, and thank you to Sean as well. Thank you, Shadow Band says, you ever get the feeling that the West as a society just gave up on the idea of civilization? I get the feeling that some of our leaders did. No, the, the, I swear to God, the problem is that we thought we had a universal civilization. And it's because, and I, uh, I will explain it at some point in depth, Callum, but it is because... The, they are all liberals, and they genuinely think that when stripped of the cultural indoctrinations and oppressions, we will all basically be the same. That's what they actually think. To be clear, I'm not saying that those people didn't exist. I'm saying that that time is over. It's still everywhere. I mean, the reason these guys are the victims of society is that belief. No. No, no, that's what they think. So the, the point was that the demographics of the people with those powers have changed and you once had people who believed in liberal ideals. Sure, no. They've been replaced with other people who don't have those liberal ideals but instead well, of conquest. I, there are people like that, but the system's internal logic is predicated on them. So they, they will always be like, well, he's somehow the victim. Oh, this rapist is somehow the victim. And this all gets That's back to this. Lie. Well, I don't know if it is a lie. That's the thing. I don't know if they, they genuinely don't believe it. I'm sure there are a bunch of them who genuinely do believe that. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure not saying are, though that there aren't any people who aren't exactly like you're saying, because of course there are. Right? I mean, I just I'm, have photographs of them. That's all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm but sure, that's not. I'm sure there are exists. people. I'm not saying it is. I'm sure there are people who are as uh, retarded as you're suggesting, Carl. Oh, but yeah. also millions of them. Uh, well, yeah. But also, I think, <laughs> and they're in government. They I rule think, over well, us. I think that a lot of the people. <laughs> I think the people in charge of a lot of these decisions are uh, are more evil. Than anything, and also retarded. Yeah, but okay, I can cases, name the they're evil people. and retarded. Keir Starmer isn't evil; he is retarded. He is one of these insanely moronic people who believe that fundamentally, at bottom, we're all basically the same, and these people are actually. No, I, I think I think those like Starmer and the Blairite left and the Blairite right see themselves as part of a class above the rest of us, and recognize that to a certain extent they will be insulated from any of the downstream yeah, effects. I'm, I'm not saying it's not a luxury. That, they are importing. Um, An argument for another time, boys, I think. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a luxury belief, but you, you, can't, you, you can see that Keir Starmer genuinely does believe this, but I'll get into another time. Fopas says, quick, ban all cleaning products. That will be the London response. 
JJHW, the attacker, could be walking around in a burqa and no one would know. Commissioner, uh, Commissar Grimm... No, we would know. We could see the eye. No, you can't. Yeah, and some, the of, the, can't and some of them you block oh. out the yeah. face. It's the perfect disguise. It checkmated us once again. I shouldn't have sold mine, to be honest. Well, if I ever commit a crime, that's the perfect way yeah. to just walk around and get away with it. Commissar Grimm, why defund the police when you can just hire moron ideologues and incompetence instead? General Hai Ping, Chinese Internet Battalion. The police have been stunted by all the technology, uh, technological wizardry at their fingertips. If they can't find, uh, find someone on CCTV with facial recognition or sitting around in a fully marked police car by the local Tesco, they get absolutely stumped. I think they're just really terrible at their jobs, and that might be part of it, yeah. I think we really need to stop underestimating just how incompetent these people are as well. Oh, well, the, the police. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, uh, and no, 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 not just the police. I mean, again, Keir Starmer, I think, is another great example of this. The man is clearly not very bright, but he's just obviously not very smart, and yet he's going to be the guy in charge. So it's just like, anyway, <clears throat> Brian says, British justice, foreign rapist or nonsense, saved from punishment because his wife can't speak English. An Englishman can drive 24 miles per hour in a 20 zone four times in three years and lose his license, his job, and receive no help from anyone. Silly Midden says, so you're telling me if I convert to Islam and look scared, I can get away with committing crimes as I like, if you're sufficiently dark. Uh, you notice it's not the yeah, ginger. If you're Welsh, maybe. It's, it's not the ginger Muslims going, mm. <laughs> getting out of this. Um, but this nation is a disgrace. Uh, the time to start demanding for a return. Judges donning the black cap and starting and start charging judges in these cases with treason, failing to protect the safety of the British people through deliberate dereliction of duty to the crown. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely an argument. Uh, Screwtape Laser says, due to the flood of Abduls coming to every corner of America, I'm forced to teach my young daughter how to avoid becoming a sexual victim. She should be far too young to be burdened with such things. It makes me so angry. Um, yeah, Nathan, I guess the last one, well, got a couple actually, uh, says, a palatable framework for mass deportations would be good. Yes. And Kay says, um, few, a few men, I oh, know you read that. Uh, Kevin says, Hardly surprising the Met won't arrest people sending their MP death threats when they're standing there with long hair and beards in a uniform with a Palestinian Intifada sticker on the jacket. Well, in that guy's defense, he did say, no, someone stuck this on me, sir. Honestly. Yeah, I believe you, bro. Was that someone you? So if I hold up a mirror, can you see the man? <laughs> There's a line of suspects. Yeah, exactly. Just a house of mirrors. <laughs> exactly. It's just a wall of mirrors. Oh, God. I just... Anyway. Sleeve there before I go mental. Start banging my head off the desk. We're out of time. Um, uh, go and have some tea. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>